Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me is Dr. Sylvia Bole, a health lifestyle influencer, international speaker, and founder of Embrace You. Today, we're going to discuss body positive in entrepreneurship. Do I have to have the perfect size to build a perfect brand? And how do I manage weight in business? Ooh. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Sylvia. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am Dr. Sylvia Bowley, and I'm a body positive weight and wellness physician expert. And the reason why I want to just say that, because there are a lot of healthy lifestyle influencers out there, but very few of them come from the physician space, right? Usually when people think about body positive, they're thinking of opposite of being in medicine. And I think when we're talking about this topic that's so important, a lot of where our shaming of our body starts, if we'd be really real, it started in the doctor's office. I'm gonna go there right from the beginning. Ooh, yes, I did. I did. Some of my colleagues gonna be mad today. Yes. So let's dig right into that. First off, let me talk about some of the Mm -hmm. research that's been done. So Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs compared to participants in the general population are two times more likely to have depression and three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse, Mm. six times more likely to suffer from ADHD and 11 times more likely to have a bipolar disorder. Now, the entrepreneurship life we all know can send us through all kinds of chronic stress and can suppress our immune systems and it can affect our sleep. And with that, what happens is weight gain. So we're looking at trying to juggle a new business or an existing business or scale our business, look happy and look perfect all at once. And we aren't taking care of ourselves and that's depressing and it starts a cycle. Help us out. What can we do here, Dr. Sylvia? I think you hit the, you said a key word that for me in my weight and wellness journey, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart because I have lived it, right? I lost 60 pounds, not once, but twice and kept it off through the, for the past seven years. And really it was going through my own personal weight and wellness journey that transformed my whole practice of medicine and put me on this entrepreneurship journey where I felt like I needed to break out of the traditional mode and create a space where people could embrace themselves, embrace you and be able to create a lifestyle that worked for you on your weight and wellness journey, because everyone's a little bit different. You said this key word, which was perfect. 
Like mm. this has to be perfect. I'll mm -hmm. have perfect. And so where do you start? You start by releasing perfectionism yes. and embracing progress. Actually, I wrote a book on this, Embrace Your Guide to Transforming Weight Loss Misconceptions into Lifelong Wellness. And that's how I start the book, by encouraging everyone to release this idea of perfectionism and embracing your progress. So don't start with the scale. Don't start with the diet. Don't start with the exercise. Start by going back to that perfect mindset that I have to be this perfect entrepreneur that fits into a perfect size XYZ and runs all the time and all of that. Let release that and figure out what's your true value. I'd like to know what our audience is thinking. If you're listening in real time, you can go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick and we're going to have this poll question posted. Do you think your image can affect your business? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you could still weigh in to see the results. We're in a world of Instagram and Facebook mm -hmm. and, and LinkedIn and Twitter, all these different things where we are the face and the body of our business. And you have people who are outwardly, who outwardly struggle with their weight. Oprah is a great example. Yes. She struggled for many years with her weight publicly. And we also have people that are in, you know, the entrepreneurship space, like Amy Porterfield or Jenna Kutcher, who have opened up about their thoughts about their weight and those different things really affect us in the long run. And we also have the quote, skinny fat, where you mm -hmm. really lean, but you are totally, totally unhealthy. How, what steps can we take when we are, first off, we've already decided, okay, we're letting go of the perfect look. What do we do? And we're looking at what do we do? How do we move toward progress when we know that there's different things that we need to do with our weight? What is it that we need to do? Be it that we need to, that we need to be to lose weight or to gain weight? Most of the time it's losing the weight. How do we do that? Sure. So that is a power. You gave some powerful examples there first and <laughs> foremost. And I think the first step really is deciding what weight are you really talking about? Okay. And let me explain what I mean by that, because weight is not all physical. Mm. And a lot of times we just think about that number on the scale and that's what we obsess over. And we start nickel and diming over a pound here, a pound there, or 20 pounds here. But really that physical weight is a symptom of all the other emotional weights all the that we're carrying in our lives all the mental weight we're carrying in our lives and so really getting clear what weight are you targeting and how are you going to address it and what i call it is your healthy weight versus your happy weight because those are two mm -hmm. different things the health the healthy weight which i talk about also in the book that is that's all those things you've mentioned like that go even into skinny fat where it's not just the number on the scale there's your waist circumference your body fat percentage do you have any metabolic diseases diabetes hypertension all of those things now that's facts that's health that's your healthy weight but your happy weight that goes into what you're talking about how do you look in your body how confident 
confident do you feel? Are there any other influences that you're allowing to dictate how you feel about yourself? And so I always find that, especially when we talk about body positive, I think regardless of what weight you're at, you need to feel positive about yourself because if that positivity isn't at the foundation, it doesn't matter if you're a size zero or a 200, you're not going to feel comfortable in your skin and be happy with you. You're so right. Okay. So how do we get there? Yes. All right. So how do we get there? So the first step that you would do is start by having an honest conversation with yourself. We live in a grind culture, right? Where it's no excuses, you gotta do this, get it done. And to me that no excuses grind culture, what it is just ignoring what you're really feeling. It's just keep smothering stuff and stuff and busyness on top of busyness and don't really address what you're really feeling. So I would say the first step is to actually release the no excuses mentality and embrace how am I feeling? What is going on with me right now? Because two times the rate of depression, three times substance abuse, ADHD, the, all of the sleep and depression, I, I hear suppression. I hear not really taking time to slow down and focus on yourself, but just pressing more things on top of yourself. Yes. Yes. So the first steps that we actually need to do is to stop pressing more things on ourselves. Take a pause and assess. It's a time to assess. Now that the first step was the awareness, right? You Mm -hmm. were aware that something was out of alignment. It wasn't where it needed to be. So then the next step is now, how do, now that I'm aware, I'm releasing that perfectionism, I'm embracing progress, let me pause and assess what is going on in my life. Now in my book, in Embrace You, I have tools to do that. Everything I'm saying is literally boom. Each chapter comes with a tool about it. So it's part of it, like is releasing that weight loss is just calories in versus calories out and embracing weight energy in versus energy out. So what's draining your energy? What's taking undue? What are those things that are making you eat fast food on the run, making you not be able to sleep at night, keeping your stress really high. And those are the things you have to assess and take inventory of because that's what's triggering that outward scale manifestation of extra weight. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of it has to do with managing our meals, maybe meal planning or meal prepping. So we don't end up running out and just grabbing mm-hmm. the first, mm-hmm. the first yummy, but bad fast food we can find. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then also taking that time, what for maybe walks and the exercise and that mental break is that what give us the actual, we definitely want to dig into your book, but give us more. I work with a lot of busy professionals, a lot of successful women. And one of the common things that I see is not putting yourself on the to-do list. It's like everybody else is priority and you're last on the list. So one of the simple things that I've recommended to my busy professional, schedule time for you. Schedule Mm -hmm. time for you and your workday. Schedule that lunch break. Most entrepreneurs do not take a lunch break. You're working literally eight hour days. You're not getting up the average amount of time. So schedule that lunch break. 
Also schedule an hourly break where you're getting up to move. Sitting is considered the new smoking. Mm -hmm. So where we're sitting way too long and that slows your metabolism and that can lead to weight gain. Even if you're getting like your quote unquote weekend warrior and you're getting a whole 10 mile run in on the weekend. But if during the week you're sitting at your desk for four hours at a time, eight hours at a time, 10 hours at a time and not getting up, that can also slow your metabolism and lead to weight gain. So I recommend, ideally you should get up for 10 minutes every hour, but if you can even just do one minute, and that may seem like nothing, like one minute, but I challenge your listeners, right? <laughs> go ahead, time yourself. So today, like time yourself and see how long you sit working at your computer before getting up. So go ahead, time yourself and see how long is it taking you from uh, before you get up. And if it's more than an hour, know that by the end of the week, you are at risk of gaining as much as one to five pounds. So oh, wow. you really <laughs> to prioritize getting up that hour. And then like- you guys get up. Yes, make sure that you're getting up and make sure you're putting yourself on the schedule because part of the thing that another thing I see with entrepreneurs, busy women, is skipping meals. And so you don't, you're just going, you don't even realize that you haven't eaten until 4 p.m. And by then you are starving and it's whatever I can get and let me grab it. And then your stress levels are probably super high. And so then you're really going to be craving those high fat, sugary, starchy things and just putting it in. And the fact that you've gone all day without eating when and ignoring those normal hunger cues are really going to make is really going to make you overeat past your satisfaction level. And again, these can also accumulate by the end of the week. You look up and the scale has gone up as well. Wow. Yeah, we definitely want to make sure <laughs> that we are getting up and that we also eat because that is huge. A lot of times you'll sit there for hours and hours. You don't get up, you don't eat. And then you think like, why am I gaining weight? Because I'm not eating I, and I should be losing weight because I don't, I'm not getting in the calories. That's the thought but that mm-hmm. doesn't work that way because your body would you let's get into the medical side of this. Our body's not meant to lose weight. Our bodies actually are more designed to store fats to store fat and per, and help us think of your body. Oh, wow. I just thought it, think of your body almost like a refrigerator. It's meant to be like a refrigerator. It's meant to store the fat so that if there's ever a famine, if there's ever a time you don't have access to food, you can go to those fat stores and survive. So that's what we were conditioned for. So from creation, that's what we have been programmed for. We weren't prepared for the advent of the refrigerator, the freezer, (laughs) the fast food restaurant, the grocery store. So now the body doesn't recognize we don't need this anymore. Take for instance, the pandemic, most of us filled up on all these like shelf ready things and we were prepared in case we could never come out our homes again, but only we just stayed in our homes and we ate all these things. And they have now, people talk about the COVID, or the COVID-19 and it really is because we were eating 
we were, our bodies were already primed in that storage mode because we had all this global crisis going on. And then we combined it with foods that the body doesn't break down as readily. And so it, and so think about it that way, that your body is trying to help you by storing this fat. And anytime you're in a time, like you just mentioned, where you're not eating as much food or you're taking in too little food, the body's initial response is going to be to, to actually hold on to anything you take in, any calorie you take in, any energy you take in is going to hold on to it because it thinks that we don't know when she's going to get food again. And then once that food, then only after a long period of time of doing that, will it start to break down its fat stores, but it's not even going to break down fat first. It's going to break down muscle. It's going to break down your proteins, things that you really need. And so that's why it's also dangerous to under eat as well. So mm. finding that right balance is so important. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because I, I've heard so many times before, oh yeah, you could be on a ca thousand calorie diet, but if that's what your body's gotten used to, that's what it will maintain your current mm -hmm. weight at. And I'm like, no. Exactly. And so that's why it's so important to not just jump on the latest fad or the latest craze because that really is may not work well for your body especially when you're a woman of a certain maturity level which i will tell you starts biologically pretty early it really starts after 30 on average you will gain um, a pound a year if you do nothing because as our body matures, as our body, I like to call it matures, but as our body mm -hmm. matures, we really, and as we age, muscle converts to fat and we're more primed to storing fat as we age, especially when we're getting near menopause. And so, so what do we do? What, how do we circumvent that? Yeah. So how we circumvent it is by not, by yes, focusing on your plate. It starts with the plate and the quality of the foods that you're taking in mm -hmm. for sure. So really trying to get as close to eating natural foods as you can. And by natural, I just mean that limiting those preservatives, so there's a lot of processed foods, high sugar, high fat foods. So that's one thing, but I would say, honestly, in my experience, a lot of entrepreneurs, successful women are very, you know, savvy. They know about the food, especially if yes. you've had a weight struggle, <laughs> a lot about that. So that's not what's really tripping you up. What's really tripping you up is the stress. Mm -hmm. And again, that optimal wellness in your life, because you're so stressed and you're being pulled in so many different directions, but stress, actually chronic stress. And chronic stress is defined in the medical world as as little as 72 hours of being stressed. And I know entrepreneurs <laughs> more than three days of being stressed, right? Yeah. So uh, chronic stress is going to favor fat storage and it's going to favor what we call insulin resistance or insulin insensitivity. So your body's not going to process that sugar and those carbohydrates and things the way that it should. So it's going to favor that. So I think the blind spot really for your community is probably really going to be how do I offload some things off my plate? How do I delegate? How do I reduce my stress levels to a way that I can function optimally? And that's going to really help with some of this natural fat storage or natural weight gain that comes with aging. And, mm. and so that's a big thing. 
Wow. Okay. I think that's great <laughs> because <laughs> I we, stepped on toes, Brittany. <laughs> so true. And we need that. We need that because a lot of times in my opinion, this is, mm-hmm. I, I need to have a little message. This is my opinion. <laughs> we sometimes overly accept what it is instead of changing what it is. And mm-hmm. you know, we're going to step on toes. We're going to step on them and mm-hmm. we're going to get the whole foot. The thing is that my whole stance and the whole thing that Total Fit Boss Chick is built on is mm-hmm. living with no regrets. Yes. And the thing is, how can we live with no regrets when we get to a point, we build this wonderful empire and we're so stressed and we're, we are suffering with things that come from being overweight or things that come from that stress, how, you know, and moving Mm -hmm. forward with our lives is not really a reality because now we're dealing with, we have the successful business, but we're dealing with everything, all the decisions that we made in the past, which, which can be very scary. You know, (laughs) the thing is that we don't want that. We want to stop it now. And doctor, let us know, is it too late? And if we've been living a stress related life and maybe we have some pounds that we need to get off, is it too late? Can we, do we just throw in the towel or what can we do? Oh, absolutely not. It is never too late. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you're going to make me get like an old Baptist teacher now. Like, no, seriously, it is never too late. The fact that you're listening to this podcast is not a coincidence. This is how I operated life and think, and it's an opportunity. What you have just listed, all of those things that we've talked about, age, being stressed, running an empire, all of these things, these are obstacles, right? But my philosophy is that every obstacle is an opportunity and you can transform it into an opportunity. So I say, start today. You have the awareness. Now start today and assess what are the changes that you can make to come up with a life, to change your life. You recognize that there's an obstacle in your way. You recognize there's a problem. What can you do to change it? And often what we tend to do is go for the hardest thing, right? Mm -hmm. You choose that hardest thing on the list. Start running (laughs) 10 miles tomorrow. That's the first thing that we go for. But don't start with the hardest. Start with the simple. Make it easy for yourself. And I know entrepreneurs, we're really used to, we like challenges. That stimulates us. That Mm -hmm. drives us. So a lot of times we want to go for the hardest thing. But this is a time, I say, embrace your your weight loss journey or your weight and wellness journey as i call it embrace it as an opportunity for self-care look at it as an opportunity for that you are investing in yourself that you're actually caring for yourself so don't make it hard don't make it challenging you guess what you get to enjoy it you can make it enjoyable and it will still be effective and i think that's what a lot of people think if it's not hard then it won't be effective it will totally be effective and i know that per personal and professionally, because I led 22 people to their optimal weight and wellness during the pandemic. I launched during the pandemic and we worked it out. So it's definitely doable. You know what? I love how you use the internal challenge, uh, the, the fact that we love a challenge and we love to go for things, but what we also know is consistency. So mm-hmm. I'd like to make sure that we remember to stay consistent, start small, like how you said, because that is huge because I just want to share this little quick story about myself. You just like Mm -hmm. you said, we like to go big. Okay. So I decided, okay, I'm going to run a half marathon. Never ran, never ran past a mile. Do you hear me in my life prior to that? (laughs) I worked out and stuff like that, but I just wasn't like a runner. I'd okay. I'm done. I'd walk that kind of stuff, but I'm done five weeks from couch 
to half marathon. Mm-hmm. I trained mm-hmm. for five weeks. That was dumb, but <laughs> it gave me the momentum. It, it, it was what I needed. It was what I needed. It gave me the momentum to keep going. And of course, with that, it, you look at everything else that you're dealing with. You look at, you know, what I'm eating. You look at all of those different things. Am I getting enough rest? Because you have to have enough rest to push through that run. Or so whatever it is that you decide to do, I love how you said, start small. I was not the smartest when I said, I'm going to start small. I started small for one day. And then the day two, I'm going to go a little bit bigger than smaller. And I just, I did that because I needed a commitment to say Thanksgiving day, I'm going to run this half marathon and I only had five weeks to do it, five and a half weeks to do it. And I didn't care what my time was. I, my goal was completion. And, but that pushed me to get to that five and a half weeks and then beyond. And I continued to go on until now I really don't run just because it's not great on my knees. But outside of that, I loved it. I loved the experience. I loved the meditation time, just that silence and that self-care time that was so needed. So I I appreciate you saying start small. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I totally relate to that too, because that's similar to my story. In 2014, I gained that 60 pounds with my son and I held on to my quote unquote baby weight for two years. I'm like, he ain't a baby now. So I held on there for two years. And when I finally had the wake up call, like, okay, this is affecting my confidence, not just as a woman, because my clothes don't fit the way I want. And of course I was holding on to those pre-pregnancy clothes, waiting until I could fit back into them. But, and my confidence as a clinician, as a physician, because I'm, as you can tell, I'm pretty honest. And so I couldn't counsel people on a lifestyle that I wasn't living. So I was like, I have to change this and I have to change it overnight. And that extreme <laughs> did not work. And because I just was at a place where I had given up so many challenges in life and accomplished them. I went straight through undergrad, straight through med school, graduated with honors, all of that stuff, but I was really burnt out. And so again, I say weight is an external manifestation. Like I was just tired of doing super hard things at that point. And so really I had to take a step back, show myself self-love, self-compassion, self-kindness. And the way to do that was to start doing things I loved with movement. And I started with doing a 10 minute rocking body video, a little beach body video. But then I did train for my first 10K. A colleague encouraged me, why don't you try? And same thing, I had never really run at that time. I had a lot of chafing, leg pain. And so I started training for that, fell in love, ran my first um, marathon within two years. And then since then I've run like over, close to 4,500 miles. And I tell people, start small, start with what you enjoy because you don't know how far it will take you. And the other thing along with what we were saying about perfection in the beginning is consistency is not 100%. Consistency does not have to be 100%. It's about finding what is your level of consistency where what's that threshold that is enough to Mm. keep you going and that's a little bit different for everybody people i work with some people that's 60 percent some people that's 70 percent. some people need that 90 percent Brittany, you sound like a 90 percenter. You go hard, girl. You go hard. But it's about embracing you and embracing what is your level of consistency. And that's going to keep you on the pathway and keep you going. Yes, I so agree with that. And you know what? I think I heard, I think I heard 
a small child in your background. <laughs> this is what we need to know. Okay. So you are doing, you are a physician, you have mm-hmm. your, you are promoting that you are an author, you are an international speaker. You're doing all these different things and you are maintaining your weight in your family. How, what are your productivity secrets? How are you doing it? Give- I gotta be a hundred percent honest. Jesus is my superpower. And I, and not, and I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. I have a close relationship with Christ. Like my driver is Matthew 19, 26 with men. It is impossible with God. All things are possible. So that really keeping that in my mind helped. But faith without works is dead. (laughs) So you got to actually put the action behind it. And the way that I put my faith in action is I start every day with, I have a group like devotional in an app. So I start every day with that. That helps get my spirit right, my mind. I pray, Mm -hmm. I meditate, I write gratitude. And then I treat my movement and I try to move every day. So I don't exercise y'all. I don't like exercise. It's boring. It dreads. Yeah, I move. I like movement. I embrace movement. So release exercise. What does that look like? What does that look like? <laughs> Brittany, like my euphemisms. I, I told you I'm very metaphorical and my, I'm a poet in my other spare time. So <laughs> she like, give me the goods. So right. what that looks like is I treat my exercise. I treat it as a bank. Think about it. You are entrepreneurs, right? If you have a monetary goal, if you have a sales goal for the month, any little contribution that comes in, whether you sell a 20K product, whether you sell a $100 product, it all goes to your revenue goal for the month. So I treat my movement the same way. I don't look at it like I have to run an hour every day. Realistically, I might not have time to put in an hour of of movement today, but what I can do, I can make sure that I do at least a minute of movement a day. And when I have more time, I I do 60 minutes, I do 45 minutes and really try to be flexible in terms of how I reach that weekly goal of 150 minutes of movement um, is what's required. So be very flexible, just like you are with your revenue goals and other things. Don't disregard, again, a minute of exercise or a minute of movement is just as valuable as if you're doing that 60 minute movement because it's all going towards the same goal. So Mm. that's what it looks like practically for me. Okay, good, good. Okay, so you're, I, I, I interrupted you. So go ahead and complete your No, I appreciate <laughs> it. I, Iron Shop is, I, I need this in my life. This is how my husband is for me because nobody is in the stratosphere where you are. So let's <laughs> please come down to earth. So no, it's super helpful. And yeah, so very practically it is really setting, setting that big goal and then just know that every smaller goal works towards it. Don't disregard the little things that you're doing. So whether you're doing yeah. one minute of movement a day, my my philosophy is one minute of movement is better than zero minutes of exercise. I can't be hard on myself for not worried about, oh, I can't make it to that 60 minute boot camp today. Mm-hmm. And but what I what can I do? Start where you can, use what you have, do what you can do. So what can I do today? I can do a minute. I can do 10 minutes. I can do 45 minutes and being very flexible with it to get to that goal of 150 minutes a week or 300 minutes a week. But the minimum that's for weight maintenance is going to be 150 minutes a week. Okay. So a weight maintenance, that's interesting because hmm. many of us probably didn't know that. Okay. So if we want to have weight loss, 
Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that 300 or just anything over 100? Yeah, weight loss 300 usually. But again, I say that with the caveat, they've done lots of studies on this. There's lots of studies on this that what you cannot outrun a bad diet. And <laughs> I say that all the time or an unhealthy, an unhelpful diet. You can't outrun it. And one of my biggest examples that I always give the Embrace You community is um, one day, like you, I, I'm a runner, so I was training for a half marathon. I had finished my 14 mile run because you always go a little bit over mm-hmm. and that's about 1400 calories burned. Technically, it's a little bit more. So then I ended up at a particular fast food place. No judgment <laughs> zone. I ended up there and they happen to have the calories listed for their signature breakfast platter. And I'll say that a signature breakfast platter. And guess how many calories was in the signature breakfast platter? More than what you ran, was it? Absolutely. <laughs> 1580, girl. I was so mad. I was like, literally, if I ate this, it would just. And what tends to happen when people work out more, they're like, oh, I worked out so I can eat more. I see all those shirts like I'm working. I'm only doing this for the cupcakes, those shirts and stuff. I don't buy those because I'm like, that is setting me up for failure. Honestly, (laughs) just view view exercise just as the bonus, but it is not the primary thing that's going to get you to that goal. Again, since I'm talking to entrepreneurs, what we understand is money. So let's talk about it like money. Like Mm -hmm. the exercise is the bonus, but what's getting you to your primary productivity revenue goals is going to be the food. Trust me, trust guys when I say this, because I know people don't like to hear that. And it's going to be the sleep as well. Yes, guys, we have to go to sleep. (laughs) I know I was just speaking to someone just the other day and they're just like, you know what? I haven't slept perfect mm-hmm. days in, and I get there. We've all been there. We have definitely, yeah. but you know what? You have given us so much, but you have not given us our mentoring moment. And that's what we're here for right now. We, we are now stepping into the realm of the mentoring moment. And this sure. is where I just fire off a thought provoking question. And I'm just going to ask you just to give us your opinion. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing, five years ago, what would you tell yourself? Ooh, yes. Don't be afraid. I honestly would. Do not be afraid to start. Do not be afraid to start because fear actually never leaves you, but courage is built by walking through the fear. So just Mm. go ahead, take that initial step, walk through it. It's going to be okay. And you're growing your courage muscle as you do. So that's what I tell myself. Yes, that's beautiful. I'm so glad that you tell yourself that. And so we're telling you that now, (laughs) but you did it. Thank you so much, Dr. Sylvia. (laughs) Everybody's going to know how can I reach out to Dr. Sylvia so she can explain to me exactly how I can go from step A to winning. (laughs) So everybody will want to know how you are found. I will have your information in the show notes, but please let us know your favorite places. Oh, so my 
favorite places. Of course, I am on all social media platforms, Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram as EmbraceUMD. You can find me at my website, which is www.embraceyouweightloss.com. There you'll find access to our free virtual book club. So as you read our, my best-selling book, Embrace You, Your Guide to Transforming Weight Loss Misconceptions into Lifelong Wellness, you'll be able to connect with me, share your feedback, and we'll be having intermittent book club meetings and meet up. Definitely looking forward to connecting with you. So thank you so much. Guys, I think this is a great opportunity for you to go to www.totalfitbosschick.com backslash one day at a time and grab your one day at a time daily planner template. Let's just be honest. Sometimes it's hard getting it all done and we need to stop the hustle mode and take control of our day. Let's create more productive hours in gain more time to enjoy. I'd like to share this simple, effective, life-changing productivity template that is the ultimate personal development. It has everything that you needed that the doctor ordered. And that includes your, a, a, that includes, it's just what the doctor ordered. It includes a meal planning section. It also includes a section for your daily gratitude for journaling when you're just getting started. Are you ready to achieve your goals, feel good about yourself and build habits that serve you? Go ahead and snag the free one day at a time template. Once again, www.totalfitbosschick.com backslash one day at a time. And let's just take one day at a time. We're done with being stressed. We're done with the hustle mode. Let's take one day at a time with the one day at a time. Let's take one day at a time with the one day at a time daily planner template. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.